Let's have all of our members to stand. Visitors, if you'll remain seated for just a moment. Our ushers have a little guest packet that we want to give to you. There's a small gift in there for you just so we can say thank you for being with us today. And also there's a guest card. We'd appreciate if you'd take it and fill it in and drop an offering plate. Once you get the packet, go ahead and stand with us and uh, sing with us in a moment. But let's have our men now come and gather around the altar and take this service to the Lord. Like the choir just sung, we have met to worship today. Amen? And so I want you to just put your mind, your heart, everything on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what worship is about. It's focusing on the Lord. And He deserves to be worshipped. He desires to be worshipped. So let's, let's ask Him to move today. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank You for bringing us together such as You have today. We thank You, Lord, for what You want to do for us. And we ask you this morning that you would bless us and that you would bless us indeed. I pray that today that we'll be recipients of a wonderful blessing of the Lord. You know, every need of every heart, I pray you'll meet those needs today. Glorify the name of Jesus in everything that is done. Let us worship you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing. Let us sing this chorus, The King is Coming. King is coming, the King is coming, I can turn the trumpet sounding, and down his face I see, oh, the King is coming, the King is coming, praise God, he's coming for me.
uh, have some fellowship while we play through that right now. I believe he's coming, and this song says, What If It Were Today, 248. Everyone get your book and let's sing. Everyone together now. Jesus is coming to earth again. What if it were today? Coming in power and love to reign. What if it were today? Coming to claim his chosen bride. All the redeemed and purified. Over this whole world scattered
Amen. You may be seated. Appreciate Kim filling in this morning for Rick. As many of you know, Rick is a band teacher, and so a couple times a year he has to go off with his band, so he's on one of those trips this weekend, but we appreciate Kim filling in. Let's let our ushers come forward to receive her offering, and as they do so, let me remind you just a couple of things tonight. Uh, we'll be observing the Lord's Supper in the evening service. That's always a very special time here. We observe the Lord's Supper every fifth Sunday night, and so you don't want to forget tonight. And many of you know we've been having the uh, conversational English classes and using this to open the door to a future ministry among the many uh, Spanish that are in our area, the Hispanics in this area. And next Sunday will be their last class, and we'll have a special service for them. And uh, so I need many of you that will to just fix sandwiches and things like you did last time. We have special service for them. And uh, bring that over next Sunday night as you come into church. So ladies, make a note of that and help us in that area. And we'd appreciate it so much. And I know the Lord will bless you for that. Then we're asking you to be praying now about your uh, special giving gift to the Lord here in a few weeks. I know when you talk about giving, everybody gets excited. Amen? Uh, it's all I can do to keep you in your seat when I talk about giving and special gifts to the Lord. But uh, Lord willing, uh, here in just a few days, we're going to begin the uh, uh, work that we're going to be doing. Of course, in the back, one of our buildings, we're completely remodeling one of them, putting all new nursery facilities and uh, preschool department back there is going to really be good. And, and then new entranceways flowing from the educational facilities into the auditorium here. And all of that will be started in a few weeks. And the Chester Joe Ash is a Sunday where you have opportunity to give a special gift to go to this new construction. So I hope you'll pray about that coming up the third Sunday in May. But we ask everybody that day to pray about giving a very, very special gift to the Lord. And then, of course, today is the last Sunday that Jim and Jan are with us. They're heading back to Nigeria. And we love the Ammons, and we'll be recognizing them uh, tonight in the services and uh, as well. And after the service this morning, we'll be receiving a love offering for them and also tonight. And uh, we praise the Lord. You appreciate the Ammons today. Let's give them, show them how much appreciate. Thank the Lord for them. I say this, and I mean with all of my heart, they are some of the finest missionaries that I have ever met in my life. And we are honored to have them as part of Temple Baptist Church. So you pray about your giving. Maybe you didn't come prepared this morning to give a special gift. You can do so tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now for the privilege of being able to give to you. After all you've given to us, Lord, we could never repay you for what you've done. But we do want to express our love and appreciation to you through our giving and our faithful giving to you. So bless now the offering. Continue to bless the service now. Open our hearts to all that you have. In Jesus' name, amen.
I'd like to say something about this song. The Christ is the only way to heaven. That is the old gospel ship. He's the captain of our salvation. And one day he's going to call us home and his angels are going to come and escort us home. Now, I don't know if we're going in a ship or not, but I know he's the captain of my salvation. And when that time comes, it'll be a glorious time. We'll just do it.
we're just trying to find out if they really knew their parts. That's what we, <laughs> we were after. You have all, spent hundreds of dollars on all kinds of equipment to make sure everything works and everything just falls in place and then it doesn't. That's just life, isn't it? But I promise you one thing, he'll never fail and he'll never let you down. So we just go right on for the glory of God. Take your Bible, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. How many of you have been praying the prayer at Jabez this week? Great. Many of you have said to me that you have been reading the book, you have got the book, and I am thrilled about that. And we're learning about this wonderful prayer. I want you to stand as we honor the reading of His Word and look at verse 9 and 10 of 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Last week, we kind of laid a foundation to the prayer of Jabez by thinking about the right, honorable Jabez. And we learned a few things about Jabez. Today, we're going to begin to look at the prayer of Jabez. And we're going to look at the four petitions that you have in his prayer. We're going to begin today by looking at the first one. And we're going to think about how Jabez wanted the Lord to bless him. Lord, I want you to bless me. How many of you want to be blessed to the Lord? Amen. I'm a candidate for blessings. This church is a candidate for blessings. So let's learn today about what it is to be blessed of the Lord. First Chronicles chapter 4, let's notice verse 9 and 10. The Bible said in Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. What a great statement to be made about anybody. Jabez was not your average individual. He was more honorable than his brethren. As we saw, he was more honorable in his walk and he was more honorable in his wants. But look at verse 9. And his mother called his name Jabez, which means pain, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. Verse 10 now is his prayer. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Now, let's say the prayer together. Let's read verse 10 together. Everybody reading it. Verse 10, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Thank you. you. May be seated. Let's pray. And this morning we'll look at the first of his first petition of his prayer. Lord, I want you to bless me. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you today for the cross of Jesus Christ. We're so thankful today, Lord, that our hope does not depend upon anything but in what Jesus Christ has done for us. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of Calvary, for the work that you accomplished for us on the cross. Father, may we never, never get over being saved. May we never lose the wonder of it all. But Father, seeing all that you have done for us, Lord, may it inspire us and may it stir us to want to see greater things done in our life. Now, Father, this morning as we look at Jabez, 
and began to look at his prayer. Father, would you put this prayer into our hearts? Lord, put it in the heart of every individual that is here. Put it in the heart of this church. Lord, we come to you this morning, and we want you to bless us, and we want you to bless us indeed. Help us today to learn from this prayer, and may we learn from this petition. Speak to us today, stir us, change us, and we'll thank you and praise you, for it is in the name of Jesus Christ we ask these things. Amen. I want you to listen to something that R.A. Torrey had to say about prayer. R.A. Torrey was a great evangelist in the latter part of the 1800s and the early part of this century. Great man. His books can still be bought. But I want you to listen to what he had to say about prayer. This is good. Torrey said, prayer can do today as much as it ever could. Let me repeat that statement again. Torrey said, prayer can do today as much as it ever could. Prayer can do anything God can do, for the arm of God responds to the touch of prayer. All the infinite resources of God are at the command of prayer. Prayer is the key that opens wide the inexhaustible storehouses of divine grace and power. It is wonderful this morning to realize that we have a source whereby we can touch the very hand of God and heart of God. For prayer can do as much today as it's ever done. And prayer can do anything that God can do, for prayer is coming to God. Well, I say all that to say this, that before us in our text is a man who found that prayer was the key that opens wide the inexhaustible storehouse of God. Last Sunday morning, we thought about Jabez, and we learned a little bit about Jabez, and we learned that he was a man that was more honorable than his brethren. He was a man that refused to settle for an ordinary life. He wanted great and mighty things from God. And as our text tells us in verse 10, God granted him that which he requested. Well, Jabez prayed for four things. The first thing that he prayed for in verse 10, he wanted God to bless him. The second thing that he prayed for, he wanted God to enlarge his coast. And the third thing that he prayed for is he wanted God's hand to be upon him. And the last thing that he prayed for is that he wanted God to keep him from evil. Now, that's the prayer of Jabez. That's the four things that Jabez prayed for. Last week, I quoted R. Earl Allen as saying that we should use Jabez's prayer as a guide and encouragement for our own. In other words, what Jabez prayed for, we ought to pray for. And what Jabez asked God for is the very things that we ought to ask God for. And for a few Sunday mornings, I'm challenging you to make the prayer of Jabez your own prayer, not just a prayer in the Bible and not just a couple of verses in the Word of God, but I'm challenging you to make the prayer of Jabez your own prayer. I'm inviting you to pray as Jabez prayed. I'm inviting you to pray for what 
Jabez prayed. And as Clovis Chapel said, what God did for Jabez, he will do for you and he'll do for me. So I want us to look at the prayer of Jabez and beginning today, let's look at the first petition that we find in verse 10. Are you with me this morning? Say amen. Verse 10, he said, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Jabez prays that God will bless him. Now let's look at the prayer, the petition, and there are three things I want you to see about it. The first thing that I want you to see is this, the meaning of the blessing that Jabez sought. The meaning of the blessing that he sought. Jabez prays and he says, Lord, I want you to bless me. Now what is it that Jabez is praying for? Well, as you look in the Bible, you'll find that many times the Bible speaks about God blessing someone. The book of Genesis 9, verse 1, the Bible said that God blessed Noah and his sons. You read in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 17 that God said to Abraham that in blessing I will bless thee. Genesis 24 and verse 1, the Bible said that Abraham was old and stricken in age, and the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. Many other examples in the Bible, Genesis 25, 1, 25 and verse 11, the Bible speaks of blessing Isaac. The Bible in Genesis 32, 29 speaks of God blessing Jacob, and on and on and on. You read of how God blessed someone. We find the prayer in Numbers chapter 6 and verse 24, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. And the psalmist prayed in Psalm 67, 1, God be merciful unto us and bless us. What does it mean to be blessed of the Lord? When Jabez prayed and asked God to bless him, what is it that he was asking for? Was Jabez praying for success? Was Jabez praying for prosperity? Was Jabez praying for health and wealth? What is it that Jabez asked for when he asked God to bless him? Let me suggest two things that Jabez was asking when he asked God to bless him. First is this. He was asking God to do whatever he wanted to do in his life. He was saying, God, whatever you want to do for me and whatever you want to do in my life, that's what I'm praying for. You see, Jabez was praying for more than a new car or, in his case, a new chariot or a new mule or whatever. He was praying for more than a new home. He was praying for more than a better job and a better salary. What Jabez was doing was asking God to do everything that God wanted to do in his life. You might say Jabez was saying, Lord, I know there are many wonderful things that you want to do for me. And, Lord, there are many wonderful things you want to do in my life. Now, I'm asking you to do what you want to do in me. And I'm asking you to do what you want to do by me. And I'm asking you to do what you want to do through me. And I'm asking you to do whatever you want to do with me. Lord, whatever you want to do for me, I want you to do that in my life. You see, when we pray and ask God to bless us, we're asking God to pour out His supernatural power on our life as a believer. And I believe this. There are many wonderful things God wants to do for every one of us in this building today. Do you believe that? I think you're asleep this morning. Do you believe that? Say amen. There are many wonderful things God wants to do in the life of every believer. There are many wonderful things God wants to do for us. And there are many wonderful things God wants to do in us. And there are many wonderful things God wants to do 
through us. And there are many wonderful things God wants to do with us. And when we pray and ask God to bless us, we're asking God to do whatever He wants to do in our life and whatever He wants to do through us. Again, God wants to open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. He wants to do great and mighty things in the life of every child of God. He wants to do great and mighty things here at Temple Baptist Church. He wants us to experience His supernatural working and His supernatural power. And when we pray, Lord, bless us, we are asking God to do whatever He wants to do in our life. But there's something else involved in it. Jabez was not only asking God to do whatever he wanted to do, but he was also allowing God to do whatever he wanted to do. Jabez says, Lord, I want you to bless me. And involved in his petition for God to do whatever he wanted to do in his life, Jabez was allowing God to do that. He asked and he is allowing God to do whatever he wants to do in his life. I think back how in 1873... While in Dublin, Ireland, D.L. Moody heard the British evangelist Henry Varley make a statement that changed his life. He heard the statement after an all-night prayer meeting in the home of a fellow by the name of Henry Brewley. And Varley made this statement. It's a good statement. I want to put it on the screen. I want you to see it. Moody heard Varley make this statement. The world is yet to see what God can do with and for and through and in a man who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. D.L. Moody said, as I crossed the wide Atlantic, those words, I heard those words in the boards of the deck, those words were engraved in them. And when I reached Chicago, the very paving stones seemed marked with them. Moody, when he heard that statement, said to himself, by the grace of God, I will be that man. But I want you to look at the statement and think with me. What is it that Varley was saying that night? What is it that D.L. Moody heard that night when he heard Varley, blessed of God, an individual must allow God to bless them? It's like he was saying, look, if you will let God bless your life, the world is yet to see what God can do in a man and by a man and through a man and with a man that will wholly uh, give himself to God and allow God to bless him. You see, if we want to be blessed of God, we must ask for those blessings. But it involves much more than just asking God to bless. It involves allowing God to bless us. You see, God wants to bless us this morning. Do you believe that? God wants to pour out a wonderful blessing in the life of every believer. But we must ask Him and we must allow Him to do whatever He wants to do in our life. That's the meaning of the blessing for which He sought. Lord, do whatever you want to do in my life. I want you to do it. I allow you to do whatever you want to do in me. But look at the second thing. Not only the meaning of the blessing He sought, but the measure of the blessing that he saw. Notice carefully that Jabez not only prayed and asked God to bless him, but he also prayed and asked God to bless him. Notice, indeed. Put a circle around the word indeed in your Bible. Jabez said, Lord, I want you to do whatever you want to do in my life. Whatever you have for me, I want to let you do it. Whatever you want to do for me and whatever you want to do with me, I ask you to do it and I allow you to do it. But he says, Lord, I want you to bless me in 
indeed. What did he mean when he prayed, Lord, bless me indeed? Two simple little things. One, Jabez was praying for a special blessing. When he prayed and said, Lord, I want you to bless me indeed, he is saying, Lord, I want you to bless me in a special way. Darby translates the prayer, Oh, that thou wouldest richly bless me. You see, Jabez was praying more for more than a spiritual shower or two. He is praying for something special in his life. He is praying for a special blessing from God. He is asking God to richly bless him. Now, last Sunday morning, we learned a few things about Jabez, but I just point out another thing about Jabez. As you trace the lineage of Jabez, you'll find that he was a Kenite or Kenite. And when you realize and understand that he was a Kenite, then you realize that he was a descendant of, uh, of the uh, Rockabites. And when you understand a little bit about the Rockabites, you think about a man by the name of Jonadab. And you read about Jonadab and the results of John, Jonadab's life in Jeremiah 35. And Jonadab was a very, very uh, godly man. In fact, in order to preserve the morals of his people and the simplicity of their life, he asked them to live in tents all of their life and to abstain from wine and all intoxicating beverages. In other words, they became a very, very committed group of people. And ages later, in Jeremiah 35, Jeremiah found these people still faithful to God. And the promise was given to them in Jeremiah 35 that they would always have a man to stand before the Lord. That's the background of Jabez. That's his heritage. That's his family. Jabez came from a family that had been faithful to God. Jabez came from a family that had been richly blessed to the Lord. But here's what Jabez was saying. Lord, you've done many wonderful things for my family. And you've done many wonderful things for my people. You've blessed us in many ways. You've honored us in many ways. But Lord... I'm asking you to do something special in my life. Lord, you've blessed my family. You've blessed my lineage. But God, I'm asking you to do something special and unique in my life. I want you to bless me like you've never blessed anybody before. I want you to bless me like nobody in my family has ever been blessed. Lord, I want you to bless me, but I want you to bless me indeed. He's praying for a special blessing. Second of all, He's praying for a sizable blessing <laughs> like this. He says, Lord, I want you to bless me and bless me indeed. Many of you have been reading the little book, The Prayer of Jabez by Bruce Wilkerson. And in the little book, he brings out how in the Hebrew, adding the word indeed to the prayer was like adding five exclamation points or writing the request in capital letters and underlining it. In other words, when Jabez said, Lord, I want you to bless me indeed, he was saying, Lord, I want a special blessing from you. And I want you to really give me a special blessing. Lord, I want you to do something in me like it's never been done before. Lord, you have blessed many, but Lord, I want you to bless me a lot. I want you to bless me in a very, very, very great way. Way. That's what Jabez is praying for. He is praying for a special blessing. He is praying for a sizable blessing. He wants God to bless him like he's never blessed anyone before. I'll never forget a number of years ago visiting the little town of Enfield, Connecticut. 
and the place where Jonathan Edwards preached the famous message, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. The old church is no longer there. But there is a huge stone sitting where the church stood that marks the spot where the church stood and commemorate, commemorates the night that Jonathan Edwards preached the message, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Jonathan Edwards always preached from a manuscript. And his eyes were so bad that he had to hold the manuscript right up in his face. And he would hold it so close to his face that nobody could see his face and nobody could see his countenance. But what happened that night when he preached that message from Deuteronomy, on their feet shall slide in due time, sinners in the hands of an angry God. What happened that night is unique in American and church history. The power of that one sermon, in my opinion, is unequaled in time or place. Edward stood that day. They said that he leaned against the pulpit and supported himself with the pulpit, holding his manuscript in front of his face. But as he began to preach that night, a man jumped up about halfway back in the building and rushed down the aisle and began to cry out, Mr. Edwards, Mr. Edwards, have mercy. They say that other men called hold of the backs of the pews for fear that they were sliding into hell on the very spot. Other men wrapped their arms around the pillars that held up the church there, holding on for dear life, feeling that the day of judgment had come upon them. Women swooned, babies cried. It was an amazing thing. But what was the story that's so interesting and behind the sermon in that service is the fact that for three days, Jonathan Edwards had not eaten a mouthful of food or for three days he had not closed his eyes in sleep. Over and over and over, Jonathan Edwards, this is what he prayed. God, give me New England. God, give me New England. For days and hours, God, give me New England. There's a lot of things about that night and that service and that sermon and everything that really speaks to my heart. But as I thought about it again this week, what I found striking was the prayer that Jonathan Edwards prayed. God, give me New England. God, give me New England. I found it striking that Edwards that night or that three days, he didn't pray, God, give me Northampton the place that he preached in the church that he pastored, Northampton, Massachusetts. He didn't pray, God, give me Northampton. He didn't pray, Lord, give me the Enfield Congregational Church or give me the town of Enfield. He didn't pray, Lord, give me Enfield and the surrounding community. No, what I find striking is that Edwards prayed, Lord, give me New England. Give me New England. He was asking for more than a town. He was asking for more than a church. He was asking God for the whole Atlantic seaboard. God, give me New England. In other words, you might say what he was praying is, Lord, bless me indeed. His prayer is big. His prayer was great. He is coming and saying, dear Lord, this is what I want. May I say to you this morning, that's how God wants the children to pray. God wants us to come to him and say, Lord, I want you to bless me. But not just say, Lord, I want you to bless me, but Lord, I want you to bless me indeed. God, I want you to do something special in my life. I want you, Lord, to do something wonderful in my life. Lord, I want to be blessed like I've never been blessed before. Lord, I want to be blessed like nobody's ever been blessed before. Are you a candidate for that kind of blessing this morning? 
Are you a candidate for that kind of blessing this morning? He said, Lord, I want you to bless me indeed. That's the measure of the blessing that he saw. But a third and a final thing. Let me sum it all up by saying a word about the message of the blessing that he sought. What is it that this petition of Jabez says to you and me? What is the message for us and how Jabez prayed? What is the message for, for each of us this morning and what Jabez prayed? He prayed, Lord, I want you to bless me and I want you to bless me indeed. What is the message? Well, for one thing, there are blessings that are offered to the believer. There are blessings offered to the believer. I said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Listen to me this morning. God wants to bless his people. Can I say it again? God wants to bless his people. Are you a child of God this morning? Raise your hand. How many of you have been saved by grace? Your sins have been washed away through the blood of Jesus. Are you saved? Say amen. amen. Then if you raise your hand and you're saved, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless your life. God wants to give you something unique. God wants to bless this church. We're enjoying many blessings of the Lord. And I'm amazed at the blessings of the Lord that we're enjoying. But I want you to understand something. God wants to bless us in a way we've never been blessed before. A lot of places I go, different things, many live in the past. They talk about, oh, I can remember when it was this way or when this was going on. They're living 20 and 30 years ago. Well, if you're living in the past, you're dead, dry. Don't live in the past. God wants to bless you today. And God wants to bless us, and there's wonderful things that God wants to do. I ask you, what do you want from God? What do you really want God to do in your life? Do you really want God to bless you? How do we want God to bless this church? How do we want God to bless us as a congregation? Well, listen to me. God wants to bless us, and he offers to bless us. Look at Jeremiah 33 in verse 3. You know this verse, but look at it. Here it is on the screen. What did God say? Call unto me. Pray. And what did he say? If we call unto him, he said, I will answer thee. Does God answer prayer? Amen. Yes, he does. And when he answers prayer, what did he say he would do? He would show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He said he wants to bless us with great mighty things and bless us in a way we've never been blessed before. It's the blessings of God that are offered. Would you not agree with me looking at Jeremiah 33, 3, that the blessings of God are offered to us? For that reason, you ought to ask God for blessings. You ought to come to God and say, God, I want you to bless me indeed. I've always loved a baseball character by the name of Yogi Berra. Many of you recognize the name. He has all these little sayings and different things. But I remember a story I read one time about Yogi Berra. He's a well-known catcher for the New York Yankees. And a story involved Hank Aaron, who was at that time playing for the Milwaukee Braves. And the teams were playing in the World Series. And as usual, Yogi was keeping up with his ceaseless chatter Intended to pep up his teammates on one hand and to distract, to distract the Milwaukee batters on the other hand. So here's Yogi Bear behind the plate, and Hank Aaron walks up to the plate. So Yogi starts his trash talk. And he said to him, he said, Henry, you're holding the bat wrong. 
He said, you're supposed to hold it so you can read the trademark. He just kept on. You're holding the bat wrong. You're supposed to hold it so you can read the trademark. The next pitch that came, Heron knocked it into the left field bleachers. He went to first and second and third, and when he came across home plate, he stopped, and he looked at Yogi and said, I didn't come up here to read. Well, I want to say to you this morning, <laughs> and when you come to God, this is the way you ought to come. <laughs> you ought to come and say, God, I didn't come up here for just a little dab will do. Lord, I didn't come to you just for a shower. God, I've come for a blessing. I've come to be blessed indeed. Lord, I've come that you might open the windows of heaven in my life and that you might do whatever you want to do and that you might do great and mighty things in my life. That's how God wants you to pray. Pray for a special blessing. Pray for a sizable blessing. They're blessings that are offered to you. And second of all, they are blessings obtainable by the believer. They're not only offered to the believer, they're obtainable by the believer. Look at the latter part of verse 10. What does it say? And God granted him that which he requested. I read that the whole prayer stirs me, don't it you? The whole prayer kind of ignites something in my heart. But I read that last day, but I just want to just stop for about 10 minutes and just shout. God gave him what he asked for. In other words, God has said to us that if we will call, he'll bless us. And he wants to bless us. And he tells us that we can be blessed, that we can come to God and pray for a blessing. And those blessings are not only offered, but they are obtainable. Now, here it is. As a believer, God wants to bless you indeed. God wants to do wonderful things in your life. Now, will you ask God to bless you indeed? Will you say, dear Lord, I want you to do in me and through me and with me and by me, Lord, that which you've never done before. And Lord, I not only ask you to do in me what you've never done in my life before, but God, I'm asking you to bless me like you've never blessed anybody else before. Is that selfish? No. It's great. We, have, we have been granted the right here in the Word of God. It's not selfish. It's wanting God to be God in you. Wanting God to do all that he wants to do and can do in your life. As a church, I'm asking you to pray, God, bless us and bless us indeed. I said this the other day or last Sunday night or whenever it was, I've heard people pray this prayer. I come to the mountains of North Carolina. I, I've heard all kinds of things. But I remember people, you know, kind of little prayers that come along. I think what happens is somebody prays them and somebody thinks it sounds good and we kind of pick it up and it becomes little prayer habits and little sayings and cliches that we use. But I remember people saying, hearing people, Lord, and I think they wanted to pray like they were real humble. Lord, all I ask is just crumbs from the master's table. Can I say that's the reason we got so many crummy Christians? Can I get an amen right there? God don't want to give us crumbs. He wants to open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. He wants to do great and mighty things. And he invites me to come and say, Lord, bless me and bless me indeed. Lord, bless me like I've never been blessed before. Look at the prayer. 
Stand to your feet. Let's pray this prayer. Look at it. Let's pray this prayer. Say it with me, beginning with the first petition. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that thine hand might be with me and thou wouldest keep me from evil. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you indeed. Will you this morning find your way out of your seat? I know it's Sunday morning, but find your way out of your seat and find a place in this old-fashioned altar and get on your knees. And this morning, I want you to pray, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. God, I want you to do whatever you want to do in my life. I want you to do, Lord, whatever you want to do with me. Lord, all that you have for me, all of the blessings and all of your supernatural power that you want to pour into my life and all my life, Lord, I want you to bless me. Indeed, Lord, I want you to bless me like you've never blessed me before. God wants to bless us. As a church, that is our prayer, that God would bless us indeed, that God would bless us like we've never been blessed before, and even God bless us like you've never blessed anyone before. That's not, again, being selfish, but that's simply saying, God, we want you to do all that you want to do. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed before we come and pray that prayer as believers. There may be those in the building today that are not saved. I want to remind you today that one of the greatest blessings you'll ever receive is the blessing of knowing that Jesus Christ is your Savior and that your sins have been forgiven and that heaven is your eternal home. Jesus Christ died. Tonight we'll be observing the Lord's Supper and reminding ourselves that the reason that He died was to save us from our sins. And today I invite you to come when we begin to sing. Maybe it's your first time here. It matters not. If you do not know without any doubt that you're going to heaven when you die, you need to get up out of your seat this morning and walk down here and let somebody take the precious Word of God and show you how you can know that heaven is your home. You come today and God will save you. And we invite you to come in just a moment. If you're here and you're saved but not living for God, you ought to come and give your life to the Lord and say, I want to serve God because when you are away from God, you're missing out on so many wonderful things that God wants to do in your life. Instead of blessing you, God will have to chasten you. If you're saved and away from God, you don't want to be chastened. You want to be blessed. And you ought to come back today. And then as we sing, in a moment there may be those God is leading to unite with our church and you feel like this is the place that you want to serve and this is where you and your family want to be. You just come and take a seat on the front row. We'll get your name and the information we need from you. But here's my challenge to you. I want you to come this morning. As many of you will. If you have to fill the aisles, do so. But you ought to come. Forget about being Sunday morning. Forget about who's around you. Come and say, God, I want you to bless me. I want to be blessed of the Lord. I want to be blessed indeed. Father, this morning in Jesus' name, put this prayer in our heart as believers. 
put it in the heart of this church father the future is before us father our future and where we go and what we do and how we get done what we feel that you are leading us to do you'll have to do it so we want you to bless us and bless us indeed father this morning i pray for every member and every believer in this room that you'd put a hunger in their heart to want to be blessed of god so father speak to us now work in our hearts and we'll bless you and thank you for all you do for us in the name of jesus we ask these things amen as we sing come do like these have already come lord oh that thou wouldest bless me indeed as we sing come join these pray that god would bless you indeed bless your home indeed bless your life indeed and god would bless you praise the lord bless you Esper. amen amen sing it choir everyone sing it out you to bless me just keep on singing Kim just sing it choir sing it it's a congregation with the choir all to Jesus amen sing it to the Lord sing it to the Lord praise the Lord Everybody sing, I surrender all. Lord, I allow you to bless me indeed. I open my life and my heart to all that you have for me. Lord, will you bless me indeed? Yes, I surrender all. Just sing another stanza. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me. Yes, sing it to the Lord. Come. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, let thy blessing sing it. I surrender all. Sing it to the Lord. I surrender all. Amen. Praise the Lord. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Are you ready? what God wants to do in your life? Are you ready for the blessings that God is going to give you? Jabez 
He prayed, Lord, I want you to bless me indeed. And God granted his request. Pray that prayer. Throughout this week now, I want you to pray every day. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. Oh, Lord, you'll do whatever you want to do in my life. Let's let our ushers come as I mentioned.